Hey, welcome to the Living the Next Chapter podcast. Happy to have you back. I got the chance to sit down and talk to one of my musical icons from when I was early on in my recording days and relearning the bass. And one of my inspirations joins me today to talk about a book that he's written, um, like a, d- a daily devotional book to help people. And uh, he, he also, we talk music as well, which is great. I did have him on to talk about his music in particular. There's a podcast episode of the Add to My Playlist podcast, which you can find in the show notes. There's a link to that where we talk about his music. And uh, Rick Kua is here with me today, and it's a great thrill for me. I have an autograph from him in my little black autograph book that he signed for me back in the 80s. And I was able to pull that out and show him that in the podcast recording, and it made him happy to see his signature again uh, on camera. It's a great little moment for us. Rick is a great inspiration, a super nice guy, and uh, he will he will give you everything in, in five and five bucks more. He's one of those types of guys. So we'd love for you to, to listen in on my conversation with Rick about his new book that he's worked on and his music and so much more. This is Living the Next Chapter and my guest, Rick Kua. So glad you could stop by for this episode. Here we go. Okay, everyone, I have one of my musical heroes with me today. We're going to be talking about a new book uh, out by one of my favorite bass players. And he's here with me. Rick Kua is here with me. Rick, I've been following Rick's career for many, many years. Very inspirational and has helped me in my musical career so much. And Rick has a book out and we're going to be talking about that here on the podcast. Welcome, Rick, to Living the Next Chapter. Nice to have you here. Thank you, David. Great to be with you today for sure. It's awesome. Um, so yes, musically, I have been following you since the eighties. <coughs> the eighties, yes, <laughs> yeah. uh, and uh, loving you in concert, following your albums and your musical career. Um, I really do appreciate you making time for today. We want to talk about the new book that Great. you have out and the idea behind this journal, thirty-one chapters. Uh, I'm curious to find out a little bit about your author journey. And switching, putting the bass down, unplugging the bass, putting it in the case and picking up a pen and writing a book. Tell me about the journey about becoming an author and writing this book. Yeah, well, you know, it really started a while back. I spent a lot of time on airplanes. And the first book I ever wrote was a book called Songs to Live By. And I wrote I wrote that book entirely on an airplane. Um, I would just, I had an old Toshiba, I one gig uh, laptop. <laughs> and every time I take a trip, I'd write a new, I'd write a new chapter and I would write it behind all the songs, the song titles songs. It was, I had a record out that was kind of like a greatest hits record called songs to live by. And I wrote a kind of a companion book to go with it. And then back in, um, uh, oh, my gosh, maybe, oh, gosh, I don't know, 10, 10 years ago or more, I started writing for a magazine. Uh, it was um, a Christian musician magazine. And every month I'd write an article for them. And it was basically for musicians and about music. But what what wound up happening is I started writing heart things. And uh, and then that just led me to, to just say, you know what, I've got to repurpose some of those writings and add to it and write a book called Songs to Live By 
uh, that was uh, building your legacy one brick at a time. And that book came out in April of 2020, right on top of the uh, onset of COVID. Mm. And so it was like not the best time to release a book. But from that book, that book had 31 chapters and 31 themes, authority, perseverance, um, righteousness, uh, you know, um, just different themes like that. And then from there, I said, well, let me take those 31 themes and do a 31-day devotional Mm -hmm. called, what are you known for, 31-day devotional and journal. And that's the one mainly that just has come out now, David, that we're talking about. And what it is, is it's the same themes as the original book. So it could be a companion for that book, but also it's brand new material, new scriptures, new writings. Everything was new. The only common thread was the theme. And let me just grab one. Yeah. right? Oh, oh, yeah, please. And so, so that book is this book right here. And it's spiral bound because I wanted it to be something that you could open and easily, um, you know, easily lay it down and journal. Nice. So it's so this book basically is in the spiral bound. It's available at rickkua.com. And um, also it's at all of the Mardell Christian stores in the States. There's about 40 of those stores. And it just came out in hardback on Amazon. So it should go live any day in hardback, but it's just the themes are basically, you know, identity, service, beauty, relevance, righteousness, aspiration, expectation, growth, love, authority, uh, humility, a whole bunch of things, 31 themes with journaling space. And so that's what this book's about. And I know the the brand of what are you known for was kind of important to me because it reminds us of legacy. Mm-hmm. And to me, legacy is something that starts at birth. And whether we are aware of it or not, we will all leave a legacy um, that stays behind long after we go to heaven. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of the theme behind it. And um, the nice thing about the journal is it's a lot of truths and scriptures that are foundational for us, but it also works for a new and young believer as well, okay. because it starts out with uh, usually some kind of a quote. Let me take a look with you. Yeah, I love when they hear you know, day, book, yeah. yeah, so day one, you know, it's identity, and it's and it's got a main thought, and it's got a quote from somebody. This one is... Timothy Keller, if our identity is in our work rather than in Christ, success will go to our heads and failure will go to our hearts. Mm. And then it's me just writing and offering a couple of scriptures along the way. Uh, some of the chapters have little little call outs. And then uh, consider this. We don't live in a vacuum. People are watching and listening let our lives represent the values and promises of God, which make us and everyone touched by our lives better for the God whose identity we share. And then every day has a, uh, a daily prayer and 
journal space as well. So it's, uh, you know, I figure a month, you know, a 31-day month, it's, uh, you know, pretty easy to do and something that hopefully will be encouraging for people. And this is a book that you're going to be using more than once. You're going to not read it once and put it on the shelf. You're going to be actively coming back to this. Because what I love about what you've written is that we change. So when we read something in the future, we might see it with new eyes, new experiences, and get something different out of the same chapter we read months ago. Because we're, di we're different, right? Yeah, and that's the hope. I mean, you know, <clears throat> it's it's the Word of God. And it's uh, words and thoughts and ideas that represent the words of God. And, and we know that the word never returns void. And, um, you know, I used to play a place in Branson, Missouri called Silver Dollar City. <clears throat> and I'd play there once a year for Young Christians Weekend in the, in the spring. And Silver Dollar City is a big theme park. And their slug line was, experiences worth repeating. Mm -hmm. And I thought to myself regarding this book, th these are, I mean, the experiences that we have in God's word and God's truth, as you said a moment ago, are experiences worth repeating. Mm -hmm. So you're right. Hopefully they'll go through the month, make some journal notes and maybe come back to it and maybe add some more different thoughts that they may have new and fresh as well along the way. Yeah. And the, 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 the verse and the, the idea about the word of God dwelling in you. Yeah. I love that. Right. It, it dwells, it lives, it's yes. in you, right. It's not something that's temporary on a bookshelf, but it's in you. Absolutely. Right. That. Absolutely. Yeah. Right. So tell me, when you when you went through and wrote all the 31 chapters and compiled this for your reader, were you writing this from your perspective or were you writing it for your audience? Or was it a combination of both? I think probably a combination of both, but really a lot of it is from my perspective because I feel like um, I feel like what I'm on the planet for is to, uh, like many people, is to hear from the Lord and put my own thoughts to paper, things that I've experienced that that would be um, universally relatable, you know? Mm -hmm. And the interesting thing with, with uh, this book is we, um, uh, and I'm trying to think of what chapter it is, it might be chapter 22, uh, as I said, for the possible new believer, uh, there is a... Uh, there's a chapter that gives the gospel story and it, it is something that people would um, be able to share with a, oh, it's chapter day 20. It's called deciding. Mm -hmm. And it's about the decision that we all make for Christ. And we identified it with that little cross there to let it set apart. But um, so it winds up uh, talking about whether, um, whether you accepted Jesus for the first time after reading the chapter or uh, uh, prayed an earnest prayer for those whom you hoped would or recommitted your own life to Christ, journal your thoughts here. So it was like, yes, it's mainly something that believers will pick up and uh, be familiar with, but also I, I wanted it to have 
uh, a, a day in there where it is the gospel story. It's the Roman roads to salvation. Yeah. It's 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 what God means to us, and hopefully, what God would mean to you, the reader, the new reader, uh, as you feel prompted to, uh, you know, uh, confess your sins to the Lord and repent and move forward in Christ and ask Him into your heart. It's amazing. Um, what's your hope for this, really, in the in the big picture of of the book going out to the world and people? bringing this into their home and into their life. What are you really hoping for at the end of the day as people partake in this book? Well, let me, let me, let me answer that this way. My motivation for writing any, any of my stuff, but in particular the stuff from what are you known for the book and now the journal was to leave something behind for my family and for my my for my family and friends and if it went beyond that then that's wonderful but uh i it's not that I, man I, I would hope a load of people buy it because i feel i know god gave me this for more than just my own family so my hope in that regard is that whoever picks it up will be moved by the scriptures, by the writing, by the quotes, and by what the what the book has to say regarding their life, their spiritual walk. That's my hope. Um, I, I'm self-publishing both of these things. It's a lot easier these days with Amazon and stuff, you know, so uh, folks like you that have a large, larger reach than I do on my own, is pretty valuable to me because I know that there's going to be some other people, you know, and maybe it's mainly people that know my music and then are interested enough. Well, we, we read Rick's lyrics and listened to his lyrics and what he had to say. So maybe, you know, there's some, uh, hopefully some great value in the books as well. So. Awesome. And then just around the idea of legacy, do you think there's a, there's a finish line? For legacy, where you get to the point where you're like, there, I think I've done it. I'm, I have my legacy in place. I feel content. Or do you feel like legacy is something that we keep pushing forward every day that we keep living that legacy? What do you think about that? Yeah, that's a great, I love that question. I'm going to read something from the back, just a little something at the top in the white spot. The sum of what we've done on earth follows us to heaven. And I feel our legacy goes on until we breathe our last on this planet and we're transformed and we're transitioned to heaven to be with the Lord. I really do believe that. Uh, I don't know for me, for me, I don't know if there's a time where I would feel, hey, I've done it all. I'm in my whatever 80s, 90s, whatever it is, and I'm now just going to lay back. Uh, mm. No. Because, you know, the word says for people that are, you know, you're a lot younger than me, but, you know, we're all on that same, we're all aging at the same yeah. pace. And the word says that we will be uh, green and running with sap in our, in our old age. And I want to be green and uh, running with sap all the way to heaven, mm. uh, whatever, God, whatever God's got for me. Rick, that's amazing. I, I, I hope 
We're going to put links in the show notes to the book and to your website so people can come and purchase it from you. Um, yeah, the, it's exciting to have you on the podcast, Rick. Again, it's a little surreal to, uh, to see you come down off the stage and have time with you to talk about your book. It's, oh, it's great. I really appreciate your time. Like, I wish I could go back in time for those <laughs> moments where I was doing doing a concert and you were in that audience and when even that moment when I signed that whatever I signed for you right here <laughs> yes it's right there Rikua, I, love I love that see oh so, yeah. my gosh I, re- I recognize that handwriting right that's a, this is that guy oh. that guy and, you know David listen um, you are what you're doing is so valuable for the kingdom of God mm. you are um, talking to folks you've taken time to do these different podcasts. And you are spreading the word. You're putting the word out there uh, as you partner with other people, but with your own thoughts and, you know, with the um, with what the Holy Spirit's put on your heart and mind, even the questions that you ask. And I've always felt, you know, as the word says, we're one body, many members. Mm-hmm. We are all valued and we are all needed. Everyone. Somebody does a podcast. Somebody plays the bass and writes a book or two. You know, we're all doing the same thing, loving our families, loving God, and 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 not just sitting down, uh, letting life go by us. We are in that stream for Christ, and I just absolutely love that. Okay, so this is just Dave jumping in here in the podcast. I wanted to jump in and share a little bit of music with you as well. Rick is an amazing uh, bass guitar player. Again, seen him so many times back in the day uh, and the chance to talk to him on the podcast about his book. I want to share a little bit of music with you, too. Why not, right? You're okay with that. So I found this clip of uh, Rick playing with his with his group online and jumped into a bass solo. And hey, it's, it's a bass solo, right? I'm a bass player. So I really love it. I really wanted to share a little bit of, of his music with you as well. And remind you, rickua.com is a website for all things Rick, and you can get more information about his book and everything. Before we close off the interview, here's a little bit of Rick playing his bass here on Living the Next Chapter. And that's totally it. But oh, gee, I listen. I so appreciate you taking the time to invite me. I'm honored to be with you on this podcast, and uh, thank you so much for reminding me about some of those wonderful days up in Canada, uh, doing the shows go. and going to. Uh, uh, Swiss chalet and eating the ah, there you go, eating the poutine and all of that poutine. stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! Uh, I love it, Rick. Thank you so much for being part of two podcasts, Living the Next Chapter and the Add to My Playlist podcast. It's so great to have you on, Rick. And uh, thank you and enjoy your dinner later tonight. Appreciate you making time for me. Well, anytime, David. God bless you and everybody in your audience out there. Again, it was great to have uh, Rick on the podcast. And again, I wanted to share a little bit from Rick's uh, Facebook page, a little post he posted about his book and a little bit more insight about his family. 
little bit more to share with you here at the end of the podcast. If you're interested in the music side of this podcast, we recorded the information around his book and we recorded about his music. I'll have links in the show notes to his episode on my podcast called The End of My Playlist Podcast. And you can hear us talk about his songs and the music and some of our musical history that we share. And I wanted to share that with you as well. So go to the links in the show notes and you can jump over and hear more about Rick and his musical history and legacy. And I want to share that with you as well. Thanks for being part of the podcast. Here's a little bit more from Rick about his book, a little bit more about his family as well here on the podcast. The fact of being who or what a person is, is called identity. And many times we get our identities out of those things we do. Like for me, hey, I'm a musician or somebody else is a doctor or somebody else is a a pastor or a lawyer or whatever it is. But uh, we know as Christians, our our identity really comes from Christ. And that is, uh, it's great the things we do, but our inner identity needs to come from him. And along with that thought is, what are you going to be known for? in and throughout your life. Uh, that thought to me has something, is something that I've, I've really uh, pondered on because I'm thinking I want to be known for stuff that represents Christ, godly stuff. When I was uh, playing in local bands up in New York, we would, we would play in these places and all kinds of characters would come in. There was this one guy that came in. We'd play this club called The Little Big Man. It was in Utica, New York. Long, narrow, big stage, black, black lights. It was the typical 70s thing, you know, smells of patchouli in the air. And on the dance floor, there was this tall, willowy guy that would come in and he would, we'd play, we'd be playing David Bowie and Monta Hoopla. And this guy would be moving in these real fluid moves, just dancing all by himself. And he'd have his drink in his hand. And at one point, when he'd finish his drink and he's still dancing, he'd eat the glass and he'd start bite by bite to eat that glass and crunch that glass so he could, you know, it was like a sideshow act. And to this day, when me and my buddies ever get together, we talk about, hey, remember that guy, that glass eater guy? So what's he going to be known for? He could be the nicest guy in the world, but all I know about him was he, he knew how to eat a glass without getting hurt. And then there's a guy, uh, Freddie Cretella was another friend of mine. There's a million of these kind of people in my life, and I'm sure in yours too. Freddie owned an Italian restaurant. It was called Cretella's. Whenever we walked in this place, we'd get a seat. Freddie would come out from the kitchen. He had his apron on. He had sauce stains all over. We'd call those, we'd call it his metals. And he'd pull up a chair and see that he'd sit down at the table with us. And he'd tell us stories and we'd laugh. He drove my kids crazy because, you know, they're thinking, Dad, let's just eat and get out of here. But Freddie was a kind, warm guy. And he would hang out at that table. And that kindness, I'll never forget. I'm going to remember him for that. My father was another guy. He was a photographer and a musician. And in his later years in life, he would walk through the neighborhood and he would take pictures of people. And he would pull out his little spiral notebook, get their names and addresses. They actually gave it to him. They were creeped out by this. And he would send them these pictures. And 
Long after he went to heaven, people would say, man, I'll never forget your father would take a picture of us and he actually mailed it to us. You know, guys, kindness is not quickly forgotten. And it's something that if we spend our lives being kind to others and letting that Christ-like feature be part of our identity, that's going to go a long way. There's many things, uh, many scriptures that speak, speak about this as well. John 13, 35, men will know we are disciples of Jesus by our love for one another. Let's do that, right? The two greatest commandments, love God, love one another. My, I, I would, that, that's on my refrigerator scrolls, on my computer screen. I love that because I want to be like that in my life. I want to love people to the point that, that when they see me, they see God. I don't always get it right, but I do my best. So let's know that we're made to do good stuff for the kingdom of God. That's our identity. subscribing and following and you're listening this far in the podcast so you are my best friend i'm sorry but you are now my best friend so welcome nice to meet you thank you for being here uh livingthenextchapter.com has a link on the website to our facebook group are you on facebook probably uh you can go there and you can actually interact with our guests you can talk to them. You can see more about their journey, about their books. You can speak to them directly. You don't need me. You can come right over to livingthenextchapter.com. Click on our Facebook link to our community. You can talk to other listeners of the podcast from around the world who are on Facebook. And, again, speak with our guests. Don't you want to speak to the guests you just heard from? Yeah, you can do that on Living the Next Chapter. Go over there. There's links to our Facebook group, and you're welcome to join. Thanks for listening.